Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a one-stop, locally-owned commercial and residential cleaning company that focuses on providing the highest level of cleaning services and supplies to their clients. Visit them online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. So don't know if you can tell, but it certainly haven't got better since yesterday. Um... So, luckily, have a, a couple of interviews lined up for today, so you're only going to have to put up with this for a matter of moments, but uh, thank you for everyone who has been signing up for the WrestleMania contest, it has made me feel very good, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get to more of the regularly scheduled WrestleMania stuff that I had planned throughout the rest of the week. Uh, but coming up on the show today, we talk video games with uh, Out of the Park Developments, it is one of my absolute favorite video games to play, so happy to talk to someone about that. Um, we'll hear that in a matter of moments. And then after that, the president of Unified MMA is on to talk about their promotion coming to Calgary in May. So I uh, hope you all are having a wonderful day. And yeah, here's a couple interviews. Very pleased to welcome to the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions from out of the park developments. He is the chief marketing officer. He is Richard Grisham. Richard, thank you for doing this today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Uh, and, and thank you for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. Um, Out of the Park, the baseball game is legitimately one of my, my favorite games to play. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. Uh, but for, for people who are, are unawares, um, may, maybe give us a, a bit of a, a run through of what this game is. Sure. Out of the Park Baseball is a baseball strategy game, right? So unlike, you know, your typical baseball console video game where you're pressing buttons and to swing or to pitch at the right time, you're in charge of any major league baseball franchise. And and when we say franchise, we mean the whole thing, right? The major league club, the minor league clubs, everything in between, all the players, all the finances, all the drafting, all the scouting, all the free agents, all the trades, all the everything. Uh, if If you are Running a major league franchise, uh, pretty much everything that you do is is captured pretty pretty thoroughly in, in out of the park baseball. So it is, you know, in a world where it seems like over the last few years, especially these management games have have exploded in popularity. You know, this coming year will be the twenty third version of out of the park baseball. So, wow. you know, it is very much the kind of game where if you think you can really run a baseball organization. This gives you every opportunity to do it, whether you want to do it on your own, whether you want to play with your friends, or whether you want to participate in a persistent online competition um, where, you know, all sorts of people spend all sorts of time and effort to, to put the best possible team together. Yeah, I, I found I have a, a much greater appreciation for the job that general managers have in baseball <laughs> after playing this game because I'll I'll have like 150 guys on my rookie team mm-hmm. and I'll lose seven dudes that I didn't want to lose in the, the Rule 5 draft. It, it yep. is remarkably comprehensive. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we spend a lot of time and effort and we have an amazing community that supported the game for years and and they're always on our, um, you know, they're, they always keep us on our toes so that we can make sure that we have the best possible representation out there. And it's also now, you know, it's not just the major leagues. It's also uh, the Korea baseball leagues, the the KBO are are fully licensed and in there as well. And then we also have a bunch of other international uh, leagues uh, available. So it really, you know, major league baseball is obviously the main focus of the game and where the vast majority of our fans spend their time, but there's also, a whole host of international uh, 
uh, leagues that you can play as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, you know, once you think you conquered the major leagues, there's still plenty of other things to do, too. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, now, the, the new game, uh, 23, is coming out uh, April 22nd. I, I know yeah. that there's a, a lot that's going up in the, the lead up to it for for different features mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But what uh, what are a couple of things that you can tell us that, that people can expect from the new game? Yeah, so as you mentioned, we're recording this in late March and we're doing a whole road to release. Um, So all of the main features will be coming out on April 7th in our trailer and on April 14th in a long interview where our founder chats with MLB Network, Scott Braun. Um, But I can tell you, you know, a couple of things. Number one, the, the, the one new feature that we have announced already is something that you know, we were interested to see what the response would be, and that is in-game tutorials. Now, I've been working with uh, Out of the Park, you know, for about nine years now, eight or nine years, and like the first day I got here, people were asking for tutorials, more tutorials, and our community over the years has done a great job making tutorials, um, and um, the the, the overriding consensus has been that community tutorials are great and valuable, but a, an in-game guidance system would be really good, especially for new players, but even for longtime players who might have known about or might have missed certain aspects of the game, because it is a very dense game. There's just a lot going on. So... Mm. You know, uh, uh, we, we, this is something that we've wanted to do for, again, at least a decade and probably longer is to put a tutorial in the game. So when you go to a certain spot, if you haven't been there before, it'll say, hey, by the way, we can tell you about what's going on here. And we actually have two types of tutorials in there. One is sort of a screen tutorial, which just says on the screen, here's all the different things you can do. But there are also walkthrough tutorials, which will guide you step by step on things like that. And what's cool about it is we spent a lot of time to make sure that we designed it as a system, meaning uh, we can add more throughout the year and even into the future and future versions of the game. And we also made sure that it can be uh, translated into multiple languages uh, because Mm -hmm. Again, last year was the first year that we introduced Korean as a language um, because we have a very passionate Korean uh, community and, and it's you know, obviously much nicer for them to experience the game in, in Korean than in, in English only. Right. So, um, you know, tutorials may sound really boring, but as a way to be able to directly communicate with everyone who's playing your game, uh, and be able to add on them and build on them based on community feedback, we do think really long-term, this is going to be something that a whole lot of people are going to really love. So that, that's the, the one main feature that we have at, you know, announced so far. But have no fear, out of the park fans, there are lots of cool things coming for everybody. I, th- I feel like this year we really did touch on uh, uh, a lot of the different types of people who play our game. Because as you can imagine, with a game like Out of the Park Baseball, which has been around for so long and has such a passionate core community, right? You want to accomplish two things with your game every year. Number one, you want to delight your core community. And number two, you want to get a whole bunch of new people to join. So we feel like uh, this year we've done a really nice job as much as we can. We've been playing it for 23 years. 
folks who will be playing it for the first time this year and everybody in between. That was going to be one of my questions is with your job as the, the chief marketing officer, when you want to, to kind of promote this game, there is like, like you said, like you can go as in-depth as you want on this. Is it a difficult balance to be like, Hey, this is the most like in-depth baseball game you're ever going to play, but don't get scared away. But for those of you who love that, it's going to be really intense. But for those of you, like, I would find that to be a yeah. difficult balance to walk. How tricky is that? It's extremely difficult. I mean, you nailed it, right? Because it is, you know, this is not a, you know, a, a PlayStation game, right? It's not something where you press a button and after a few button presses, you're, you, I mean, you can, but like, it, it's not, it's not meant to be a, a action game, right? Where you sort of look around the stadium and you're like, wow, this is great. And then you're pressing buttons and stuff, right? Like it, it's very much a thinking person's game. And by the way, I love the show, right? This has, this is, it, it, you know, they're, they're different games. My point is that because it is so in-depth and it is so dense, right? Um, that's the appeal of it to a lot of people, but it absolutely also intimidates people um, because, you know, they might feel like, you know, well, I'd like to play this game, but I, you know, I already have a job and a family and, and, you know, friends and relationships, and I don't necessarily have the time to learn how to do all of this stuff. So it's absolutely something that we, we think about all the time, you know, and that's why over the past year, you know, we've, we've created a lot of our own tutorials on our own YouTube channel, sort of official ones. And that, that sort of helped us understand, you know, as we're designing this in-game tutorial system where people won't have to go on the internet and look for stuff, it'll just be there. What are the most important things to start with so that newcomers can feel welcomed right and comfortable um and and how do we also you know hit some areas where we know that people every single year have questions and things like that but yeah it's a it's very hard it's yeah you know it's very hard because it's just the kind of game it is it it does it does command some element of your attention and not everybody has the time or the ability to you know give that attention and that's okay right we understand right. that we just want to make it as welcoming. And that's really the key word. We want to make it as welcoming as possible uh, to everybody, but especially to people who are new to the series. Now, in the, the greater baseball landscape, um, we, we had a lockout for almost 100 days. It's not going, to, as it turns out, not going to affect anything big league wise. But um, was there any concerns on your guys' end about how that may affect just the general interest in the sport at all? Uh, I mean, I would... I would say without trying to sound arrogant, because I'm not, not really, but only because, you know, the last two to three years have been so chaotic, mm -hmm. right? So chaotic. I mean, 2020 was the definition of chaos where a week before the season is supposed to start everything and baseball gets shut down and then there's nothing for three or four months. And then all of a sudden there's a, a you know, a, a season with different rules and different schedules. So, um, you know, we're always, I mean, obviously we all love baseball and we want the best for baseball. And, you know, sometimes if, you know, if you're the kind of person that reads a lot of social media uh, or spends a lot of time on the internet, you might think that everybody in the world hates baseball, right? But mm. the reality is that's not true. That's just people being loud on the internet, right? The, 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 the reality is while baseball certainly has its share of, you know, issues that it's trying to address, it also still remains you know, wildly popular by any measure you could possibly have. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, unfortunately, you know, I mean, I'm old enough to have been through probably the worst ever, which was 1994, right? When they, they canceled the season in the World Series during an amazing season. Mm-hmm. You know, if baseball can come back from that, I have a feeling that baseball, just because it is such a great game, it can come back from anything. So that's a very long-winded way of saying, no, we weren't, that wasn't like front of mind or anything like that. You know, should it have been? Maybe, but you know, we, we really were just, we're, we're still focused on just making sure the game is as good as it can be and represents what's happening in 2022 on the field as much as possible. Yeah. And I guess like with the game as in-depth, you're not necessarily dealing with casual fans all that much anyway. Like if, if you're worrying about what you're doing at backup shortstop for the Vancouver Canadians, odds are you're kind of in-depth on this thing mm-hmm. anyway, regardless of what the big leagues are doing, huh? Yep. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know, had there been sort of a worst case scenario where baseball wasn't going to get played, we're still going to release the game on April 22nd. And who knows, maybe more people would have been interested in our game because they're looking for baseball, you know, who knows, you never right. know, right? Like the world is so different now. It's so different now than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, right? If you, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're not there, nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like if you're, you know, if you're a sport or a video game, right? If you're, if you're, if we didn't release out of the park baseball 23, it would be a disaster for us. But after 10 minutes, the rest of the world would move on. You know what I mean? That's how it is with anything. If baseball didn't play a season this year, people would move on. They, they do other things. Right. So I think it was in everybody's best interest to have the sport come back. And, and we just sort of felt all along, like, yeah, maybe we'll get a delay here or there, but we sort of felt like no matter what the season was going to get played to uh, to some degree, it turns out that that was the case. And mm-hmm. I think it's the best, best case scenario for everybody. Now, like you said before, this is not just Major League Baseball. There's a lot of different countries that are involved in this. For you, for marketing this game, like, well, what interests Korean baseball fans might be different than me here in Calgary uh, oh, yeah. or than someone in Seattle. How, how does that kind of affect your job, knowing how internationally this game really uh, expands, I guess? Yeah, well, it, it makes it definitely more challenging because I don't speak Korean and I'm not immersed in the Korean baseball culture, right? I'm just going to say it. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not, right? And, and our, our um, company was uh, for 21 years completely independent, run out of uh, Hamburg, Germany by a, a couple guys, Marcus and Andreas. And then we had a heavy concentration of folks in Germany and a few in North America, none in Asia. The company was purchased by Come to Us a couple of years ago, which is based in Seoul, South Korea. So what that has allowed us to do is really leverage their expertise in the Korean community. And last year we learned a lot. And this year we're adding additional resources to the Korean uh, community team so that we can do an even better job of understanding what the Korean you know, community is saying about the game and things that they like and things that they don't like. And and all of that. And, you know, it's a long-term process. You know, it's not something where you just say, all right, we have a couple of people and that's that, right? So it's a long-term process to, to learn. And so we're focused on North American market and on the Korean market. Uh, after that, you know, we, we just don't have the people to sort of, you know, immerse themselves in, you know, into Europe or into Japan or anything like that yet. But again, this is a process And, you know, over time, hopefully the game continues to grow and we continue to add more licenses and more leagues and add more, you know, sort of community awareness uh, initiatives around that. Uh, a couple more for you, and I, I appreciate you taking all this time today. Uh, oh, sure. the, the, the app, um, OOTP Go, yeah. um, well, why was that uh, an important step for you guys to take, I guess? 
Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that we wanted to do for a long time and with a very small team, right? There's less than 12 full-time people in the entire business unit for Out of the Park Developments, right? It oh, became wow. something that we wanted to do and it just took us a lot longer than we expected. Um, but it's really what we what we've always wanted to do was to allow our fans to have the ability to sort of not have to be tethered to their PC all the time, right? Now, obviously, with a game like Out of the Park, which is so, um, you know, it, it's a lot of, there's just a lot of information, right? There's a lot of names, a lot of results, a lot of teams, a lot of players, a lot of, you know, lists and photographs and stuff like that, right? It, it's not, again, it's not an action game, although you can watch all of the action, you can manage the action in beautiful 3D stadiums and stuff like that. So, we always wanted to give our fans the ability to not be tethered to their PC. And so out of the park go is the, the, is the result of that, which is a very significant, but not a 100% uh, representation of the PC game. And our goal was to number one, let people experience out of the park baseball on their phones and their tablets, um, which would hopefully you know, cause them to be, get more interested in the full game on the PC and then, then sort of, you know, have the best of both worlds, have their main stuff happening on their PC, but also have an out-of-the-park experience, you know, with them that they can take them wherever they go, as well as, you know, show their friends and, you know, talk about it with, with people they work with and their family members and stuff. So that's the main reason that we released Out-of-the-Park Go. And we feel like it's done a pretty darn good job of doing what we were hoping it would. Um, and uh, I guess uh, I was going to say recently, we're, we're on to the eighth one now. You guys have branched into the, the hockey world as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if a lot of people would look at baseball and hockey and go, oh, yeah, no, that's the next step. Uh, <laughs> why well, Why was, was the, the hockey game, uh, I guess, the, the next sport to, to venture into? Well, it came down to the, the team behind Franchise Hockey Manager, right? So they the, the guys that make Franchise Hockey Manager um, were um, – and this is going back 15 years, probably, you know, they, they had a good relationship with Marcus and Andreas, who were the founders of the company. And they said, hey, you know, we'd love to build a hockey strategy game, you know, utilizing some of the infrastructure that out of the park has so they, they can, you know, not not build a complete game from scratch, which would take a long time. So um, it really just came from the development team, right? A, a sort of separate group of a couple of guys who, who were friends with Marcus Andreas. They loved hockey. They wanted to, um, to, to, they wanted to make a hockey strategy game and they, their best opportunity was to partner. And that's where that came from. So that's technically a separate development group that mm -hmm. does the franchise hockey manager group. It's just a couple of, well, it's three guys, you know, full time. So again, a very, very small team that does a really, really nice job. Um, again, similar to out of the park. If you want to run an NHL franchise, Franchise Hockey Manager 8 is by far the best representation of all the different things that you have to do to make uh, to make that happen. Uh, like we said before, April 22nd, the, the game comes out. Does that mean April 23rd, the, the work starts on, uh, on next year's? Or do you guys get Absolutely. to take a bit of yes. a breather at some point? No, there's no breathing in video <laughs> games, especially when you release two to three a year, every single year, like we do. We release a new Out of the Park, we release a new Franchise Hockey Manager, we'll, we'll release an update or a new version of Out of the Park Go. So, you know, when you're in the world of, of, of sports video games, there is never a breather for anybody. You're always working all the time. Uh, and if people want to get, uh, get, get their hands on this, how can they do that? 
Well, the easiest thing to do is just Google out of the park baseball. So out of the park baseball 23 can be pre-ordered today and pre-ordering gets you 10% discount and it gets you some cool perfect team stuff early as well as gets you early access to the game. So you can be playing it as of April uh, 19th. Um, so if you just Google out of the park baseball 23, it'll very quickly give you, get you to the place where you, you want to uh, click on the link and pre-order it. Out of the Park Baseball 22, last year's game is available for an off-season price as well. It's 20 bucks if you, you know, want to get a feel for it. And Out of the Park Go is a free downloadable app on the uh, Apple Store and the uh, Android Store. And Franchise Hockey Manager 8 is available directly from us at ootpdevelopments.com or from Steam or from the Epic Store. So if you're in the PC games, you know all about Steam and the Epic Store, and that's where our, our games are as well. Uh, Richard, thanks for this. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime. And uh, I really appreciate you asking me to come on. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein. And this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Very pleased to be joined now by the president of Unified MMA. He is Sonny Serene. Sonny, thank you for doing this today. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on here and really appreciate you coming to Calgary as well as uh, coming up in May. You guys are coming to the Seven Chiefs Sportsplex at the uh, Sutsina Nation. I guess, first of all, that this is a pretty exciting announcement, I would guess, for, for your promotion as you guys are venturing a little bit further south than you have before. Yeah, obviously, we've been trying to come into Calgary for a while now, whether and we've had our roadblocks in the past. Sometimes we had some issues with the commission. Um, or we had issues with COVID. So finally, it feels that we're announced, we're secure, and we're almost there. Five to six weeks, we got our first debut in Calgary. Um, so I, I guess you said like that there have been some, some roadblocks in Calgary. What is it about Calgary that, that was attractive to you? Well, obviously, our market is massive in Calgary. Well, we've been based in Edmonton for 13 years now. A very large portion of our athlete base is, is out of Calgary. There's a ton of MMA gyms and the fighters are incredible there. So we always bring in some, a lot of fight fans from Calgary into Edmonton. And continuously, our team has been trying to get into the Calgary market just to showcase what we're able to provide for these, for these fighters and a platform for them in the local market. And we're just excited to finally be there. What was it about now that, that made everything work? Was it just everything finally lined up for you guys? Or was, was there something specific about coming up in May that that was a reason to, for you guys to come here? Well, we we're going to come pre-COVID and then we've been trying to come like it didn't just it kind of all lined up, but we've been continuously trying to find the right venue uh, and then just try to work with the commission. We're able to work with the commission now. We find an incredible venue there to see Upper Nation and we're looking forward to putting on the show. And it did line up well. We've got a ton of good fighters. We've got Noah Ali in the main event. We've got Tom O'Connor. We've got a lot of good local guys that are ranking internationally right now. That'll be on the card. So it'll showcase great. For the, the Calgary market, uh, is this something you guys are hoping to do regularly? Like, well, what is kind of the end goal for the, the Calgary expansion here, I guess? Two to three shows a year. Some, same, same concept as Edmonton. Edmonton, we're doing between around four a year right now. Um, and we can't keep up with how many athletes we have based in Western Canada and Central Canada, how many guys want to fight. So the reason we want to go into Calgary is we can put on more shows 
keep these guys that are training, uh, keeping them fighting and, and keeping them going. Now, you, you mentioned before some, some good fighters on this card. The, the fight card I've been noticing on Facebook starting to, to round into shape a little bit. You mentioned Noah Ali. He's in the main event fighting for a title. Jesse Arnett is a name that a lot of people in this area are very familiar with when it comes to the, the fight game. I, I guess give us a, a bit of a taste of what fans can expect coming up in May. Well, unfortunately, Jesse did have a fight in Abu Dhabi recently, and he's actually out of the car oh, okay. right now. Yeah, but we have a great replacement for him, which we should be announcing later this week. But we got Tom O'Connor, 9-2, ranked top five in the country at featherweight. We got Noah Ali, which, who brings an incredible style. And he's got like a really exciting style for the fans in attendance. Um, he's ranked quite high. And he's competing against Gabe Segman coming out of Ontario. So that'll be uh, a fight between clashes because he's a jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, we got a ton of guys like Ali Charkey. We got Tim Shady Smith on the card, Curtis DeMars. We got Chris Lee Byrne coming in. There's a lot of up-and-coming talent mixed with a lot of veterans. And I think um, it'll showcase in the card very well. Now, when, when you're putting these types of cards together, like you said, you guys are having trouble keeping up with the talent. There hasn't been a whole lot of MMA in, in this area for a while now. Even pre-COVID, things had kind of dried up. Um, I, I guess when, when you have, it, it's a nice problem to have, but, but is it a problem where there's just almost too much talent to, to kind of go through to put a card together? Like you could put on 35 fights in, in a few weeks and still maybe not have enough. How, how challenging is that? Um, well, obviously, post-COVID, a lot of guys, because if you don't fight, you don't get paid. So these guys have been sitting idle for a while. If you're not in the UFC, like these guys get paid based on attendance, based on these fights happening in the local communities. So there is an influx of guys wanting to compete right now. But right now, if I, right now we're scheduled to do eight shows this year, and that's not enough. Next year, we're going to try to do 10, and it still won't be enough. So, yeah, man, it, you're right. Like The, the market, I'm, uh, with what we're doing right now, we've been around for 13 years. I think that we are finding a shortage of, uh, of the amount of shows we can put on to keep these guys going. Um, I, I guess, so I, I was going to ask uh, what, what the next step you, you think for Unified is. Is it just being able to, to put on more fights like that? Or what, what would you like to see kind of the, the next step in the evolution? I, I, I know it's weird. You guys have just done this big thing. You're coming to Calgary. Now it's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah congratulations. What's next? But, but what would you like to see be next for you guys? Well, obviously, we want to stay a regular in the Calgary market. Uh, we want to continue on our backyard in Edmonton uh, at the River Creek Resort, just outside Edmonton, actually in Enoch. We want to really enter into two markets uh, other than Calgary and Edmonton, which is Winnipeg and, on, and, and Toronto. So I think we, we are bringing, if you've noticed on our cards, there's a lot of guys coming in from Toronto right now. And I'd like to put on a show in their backyard too, because there's so much talent there. Obviously there's 15 million people in that province. So if you look at the athlete, the talent pool, it's quite strong there. And I think that as we grow as a promotion, we can start going into these, into these other markets and, and put on quality shows. And when you put it on these quality shows, when these good fighters, I think it'll really connect to the fans and it'll create new fans and it'll adjust to old fans as well. That, that creating fans, that, that's something that, that came up the, the last time uh, you and I spoke. Different venue uh, when I was at Sportsnet 960. Um, but you guys were just hopping on uh, UFC Fight Pass. And now you've been on there for, for a few fights now. How much has that vehicle kind of helped you guys in growing the fan base? Not only where you're at, but like you said, and now this expansion potentially across the country. Uh, Fight Pass changed a lot for us. It obviously put us on the national and international market. There's so much talent in Canada. I think uh, them providing us a platform for people to see our shows, uh, it's just created something that we've always been doing, which is creating new talent, um, propelling the talent already that we have that's going towards the USC. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, it was a great fit. We were very happy with it. And we look forward to working with Fight Pass and showcasing our fights, uh, our shows on there as well. 
Um, has there been any, I guess, input from them on that? Like how much have you guys, if anything, have you guys had to, to change or alter being on the, the UFC Fight Pass platform? I can't say too much. Obviously, there's a lot of private stuff going on when we're doing our shows there. But I know our, our viewership is very high. They're very excited about the Canadian market. Um, combat sports and Canadian go hand in hand. Obviously, since we've had the George St. Pierre's and the Patrick Cotes and these guys are, have always done quite well for putting Canadians on the map. I think that's what they want to see. They want to see the, the new up-and-coming talent, the guys that are almost ready to go to the UFC and compete against the international-level fighters on the international stage, which is the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny, thank you so much for your time today. If people want to get uh, want to get uh, tickets to this and check out Unified MMA out here in the Calgary area, how can they do that? They can just hit up our website, unifiedmma.ca. Uh, all the content's there, all the fight cards there, and they can click check out tickets if they want. May 6th, we're, again, man, we're, we're excited as ever for finally debuting in Calgary. We're, we're excited to have you. And once again, congratulations. This is a, a really exciting time for MMA in this province. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, that is the show. Thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in today, and thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. Join the March Madness promotion. If you phone and book and mention that you want to book the March Madness promotion, you'll get 10% off your first invoice with them. Uh, everything's pretty well day-to-day right now to see what uh, content we got going for WrestleMania. Uh, the plan is to have a couple more interviews. Um, they've at least been pushed back on my end, so hoping to get some of that stuff out there and hoping to have a WrestleMania preview on Friday, but uh, we'll see. Keep it locked to social media, Twitter, Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKlein, and I will uh, hopefully talk to you all later. I'm out.